The following is a Mission Studios podcast. This is the missionary position, and we are... Off-color. Politically incorrect. Abrasive. Offensive. Insensitive. Obnoxious. And sometimes stuck in the fuck you mode. It's Sunday, April the 8th, and I missed last week's intro because I was stuck on the plunger, and AC recorded before I was able to release. (laughs) I'm Jason, and my partner in podcast crime is AC. On this week's episode, we are pissed at no one and discuss not one news story. We talk about personal dynamics. I hijacked this week's monologue. The fuck you do? What the fuck you think you're doing? You know I don't take as long in the bathroom as you do, and that was not a fucking plunger, you fag. Yeah, I lied, and I'm still waiting for the content to come out. <laughs> so, Luba, Turn off the lights. Lay down. And get ready for the disgusting knowledge that there is a reason why it burns when I pee and it burns when he poos. <laughs> oh, this is episode 10. So I was perusing through Facebook, and I ran into this article in one of the groups that we're in. Yeah. And it was about, can a woman have an extramarital affair and still love her man? Okay. And that got me to thinking about so many people have so many different definitions of, in, in the dynamics of a relationship. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Something I think maybe we should touch on is something we've never broached before. Well, not on the show, for sure. Right. Yeah, I, I found that conversation to be kind of interesting because it, it's something that you and I have sort of touched on just in casual conversation before. Right. But, I mean, like you said, we'd never really, like, I guess, fully unpacked it. And mm-hmm. and there like, are so many different emotions in that. Oh, sure. Wow. And, like, you and I, I mean, we're aware of like, mostly where each other land as far as, like, how we, like, mark our territory or define our territory. Mm-hmm. But it was fascinating to me to see how many different people weighed in and, like, how many different perspectives there there were as far as, like, what was okay and what was not. Right. And not, not just seeing the differences in how people define things, but also seeing how emotionally charged people get as far as their understandings of how other people live their lives. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was it was to to both nth degrees. Some people were so emotionally void, it was just a pfft, whatever. Yeah. And some people were, no, that's absolutely not possible. And then, oh, absolutely it is possible. So there was three, like, totally different dynamics and everything in between. Yeah, which is, I don't know. I, I, I found the whole conversation interesting for, like, so many different reasons. There's so much mileage that we could get out of that as far as, like, a conversation for the show i mean i mm-hmm. there's so many different angles to come at this from like it, that that was part of why like i i was really excited about having this conversation right but at the same time i i was a little bit afraid of it in just from like a logistical standpoint like how do we work through our thoughts on this without losing our audience <laughs> <laughs> because i mean in a way it's a topic, but in another way, it's like many a whole, topics. yeah, exactly, like right. so many topics. Mm-hmm. So, I, I guess we'll try to sort of compartmentalize to a degree, but um, just to warn you guys, we might lose you for little patches here and there. <laughs> well, and you know what? Realistically, that that's the same with pretty much any show. You know, we don't necessarily go off something that's scripted we want to be genuine we want to be here it is we're presenting one of our conversations to you to let you into us right yeah well and, and if it sounds like a little disjointed at times i mean it, it it's it's because we're sort of working this stuff out as we go you guys mm-hmm. are invited along for the ride and and also because i think that's just how conversations go and mm-hmm. um I'm, I'm sure you guys like when you're having conversations with your friends or family you're not staying on topic point for point, and it just—I don't think it would be very interesting to have that conversation. That doesn't change just because we're sitting here with microphones in front of our faces, right? And and we're not scripted. We are very definitely. This is what we want to talk about, but we want to be as genuine as possible. So, <laughs> just think if anybody thinks we're scripted at this point, like, <laughs> how the fuck do you script this shit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, did you have any idea like where exactly you wanted to? to start off on this well what what it triggered in my head was the varied amounts of different dynamics that happens inside people's heads like maybe the definition of even a girlfriend or a boyfriend 
You know, when I say girlfriend to you, I have a visual in my head, but odds are that visual isn't the same in your head. Why don't we just take that example and, and run with it for a minute? All right. Okay. So when, when you say girlfriend, mm-hmm. like, like you say, you've got an idea in your head what that means. Right. If you were going to like, introduce like somebody to me, you, you were to say, okay, well, this is Jane and she's my girlfriend. I would take from that that um, what you're trying to communicate to me is that this is a very casual relationship. It's not terribly meaningful, uh, or maybe it's like fairly young. the mm-hmm. The relationship you don't know each other super well yet, so you're just sort of keeping everything kind of like lighthearted. Would I be anywhere close to your idea with that? No. <laughs> okay, so when you like in this imaginary situation, what do you mean when you say girlfriend? Um, when when I say girlfriend, well, first of all, like as as we've touched on before in past episodes, you know, the labeling thing really fucking bothers me. Sure. But you know, if if there has to be a definition put to it, there it would be somebody that is in my inner circle that I'm in a fairly serious relationship with, at least. You that, know, that, if, that's what girlfriend would be. Right. It's not, you know, if I'm hanging out with somebody who happens to be a female and there's no um, commitment there as Mm -hmm. in the sense of of a relationship commitment, I will never introduce her as my girlfriend. Okay. Though she's female and she's a friend, that to me doesn't register to say, hey, you know, this is, this is one of my girlfriends. That just makes me sound like a slut. (laughs) Well, (laughs) to be be fair, you are a bit of a slut. Well, that's neither here nor there. (laughs) (laughs) No, and like we... We, like like you say, you you don't like the labels. We've touched on that in the past. Some sometimes they're necessary just to make things functional, and for different definitional purposes. Uh, we've also touched on in the past the importance of agreeing on def- definitions just in order to have a productive conversation. Right. So, I mean, keeping all of that in mind, what I what I'm sort of realizing here is that if you say, okay, well, this is uh, Jane, this is my girlfriend. You've ultimately communicated nothing, and I've ultimately understood nothing because your words, as intended, they're not they're not landing in that way with me. Mm-hmm. I'm not understanding what you're saying because I'm personalizing the label to the point where I'm not really making any allowances for the fact that you may mean something different. Right. So yes, this is something. It's like okay, well, you said this is my girlfriend. You haven't told me anything. I haven't learned anything. I mean, it, it's... And well, then, and that's totally from your understanding, because if I'm correct, in your understanding, a girlfriend is somebody you start off with in a relationship who eventually is going to become your fiancé and then your wife. So it's a graduated system. Well, let, let's, let, let's, like, throw this Am back. I let's Yeah. Okay. That, that's the normal progression of things. Right. But, I mean, let, let me throw one back at you. You mentioned wife. I mean, if I... Um, introduce somebody oh this is ruth this is my wife what do you take from that um this is somebody i'm not supposed to stay say things to about you <laughs> <laughs> no but as far as the definition of wife like what is what does wife mean to you um somebody that you're very seriously committed to and want to share at least a good portion of your life with okay so, like, the idea of, like, an actual marriage having taken place, that doesn't necessarily enter into things for you. No, for me, it's level of commitment. Okay, yeah, and, yeah, yeah in that sense, I think I, I would agree with you. Um, what about uh, boundaries? If, if I say, well, this is uh, Ruth, this is my wife, do you feel that I'm implying any boundaries by introducing her in that way? What do you mean? Well, it's like, okay, like, I... I'm not the type of person who, and maybe I'm getting ahead of the conversation here a little bit, but um, if I meet somebody and I like her mm-hmm. and I flirt with her and she says, I'm married, I don't ultimately know what the fuck it is she's saying there. Because, again, the only way for me to understand what I'm married means would be like either like short of just asking her what, what is it you're driving at my default is to try to personalize it, okay? And if somebody says to me, I'm married, what I would take from that is I'm not telling you to back off. What I'm telling you is that 
I'm already in a committed relationship. I'm not going to get into another committed relationship, but by all means, keep flirting. Perhaps something casual is on the table. Hmm. You know, if somebody were to tell you I'm married after you're flirting with them, like, do, would you take something different from that? No. If somebody says to me I'm married, they're just making me aware that there's another person involved. It doesn't necessarily, for me, because, well, now I'm coming from a very narrow viewpoint because I never wanted to be married. I've never been that serious into commitment and have to put it on paper. Right. So my viewpoint is fairly shaded, I will say, because from what I understand and from what I know, most people want to be married. Like paper and, and look how much we're committed. We're we showing build a fence around ourselves. Correct. Yeah, and, and that's one of those things I've sort of like I've I've, I've been called out on before. Mm -hmm. Where's the case of like, well, why are you flirting with that woman? She's like communicated that she's married, and it's like, well, if she was not interested, she would say, "I'm not interested." I'm not interested. I'm married. That tells me that I'm in a committed relationship, or I'm not looking outside. Well, it's the thing if you qualify it by saying I'm not interested, well, then by all means, like you know, saying I'm not interested, the I'm married part, from my perspective, is sort of an irrelevant appendage on the sentence. Right. Well, um, it, it, it's good to know that there is somebody else involved. Yeah. Right. But, uh, like, I don't know. I, I, I've, that, I've, that I've, I've, been, I've been called out on it. I've, I've been, like, people have gotten really upset with me saying, well, you know, why are you uh, flirting with so-and-so? Why are you pursuing so-and-so? You know she's married, right? It's like, well, her marriage, her commitment, that's, like, really her deal. It's not mine. I'm not going to presume to understand how her and her husband define the boundaries of the relationship mm -hmm. I, I think the the label because it means different things to different people i don't know like i i guess the the part i struggle with is like am i wrong in just assuming that the label is ultimately meaningless or you know i don't think you're wrong that's your opinion you're not wrong in assuming it it's if she's not interested and she continues to flirt just my opinion, but in that sense, she's in the wrong, not you, because she's the one that made the commitment. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Like, do do we need to like? Is there like a default where we should assume that? Um, I, I don't know. Maybe well, I'm... how do you handle it? It's there. There's quite a few different ways it could be. <laughs> oh, quit! <laughs> I'm married. <laughs> you know, or there's okay. You know what? Stop because I'm married. And then there's just I'm married. Well, I mean, and to throw another layer of confusion into it, maybe somebody is saying, I'm married, doesn't mean I want you to stop flirting, but it also doesn't necessarily mean things are going to go anywhere. Maybe I just like the flirting. Mm -hmm. well, well, to go even deeper, it's, uh, is she really married or is she just not like you and telling you to see where you'll go? Well, it's, I, I guess what we can take from all of this is that, like, people telling us what kind of relationship they're in, mm -hmm. like, at least in the simple form of, like, saying, my relationship is labeled in this way. They haven't told us anything that we can work with. So maybe we need to. Maybe we need to find another way to clarify what's going on in a relationship. Have Be better communicators overall. That in itself can be a little tough too. Because I was, I was talking, it's, it's not exactly the same thing, but I was, I was talking to a transgendered individual and what, she was telling me was that, you know, like if, if I meet a guy and I like him and there's a connection, you know, there's some people are okay with just like finding out what kind of surprises between my legs when we get intimate and like things are just fine. Mm -hmm. Other people have a very angry and violent reaction to the surprise between her legs. Mm -hmm. Now, this puts her in a bit of an awkward position because while a lot of the people are okay with this, a lot of the people are not. Mm -hmm. And the people that are not, I, I, I think, you know, it's, it's justified. We don't have to, like, convince anybody of the right and wrong of our personal comfort level. Mm -hmm. At the same time, like, is, is she obligated to share an intimate detail about herself with somebody when she doesn't even know if it's going to get to the physical level. Like it's this constant struggle trying to decide, okay, at what point do I say I wasn't born with female uh, genitals? 
Well, yeah, that's a slippery slope on both sides of the fence. <laughs> you know, but I mean, like, that's a that's a fairly extreme example. But maybe with, like, the way we define our relationships, I mean, that's sort of the, sa- uh, the same thing. Like, if I meet somebody and I like her, mm-hmm. I don't feel like I should have to explain to her that I'm married right off the right off the bat right because i don't know how she's going to react to the news that i'm married is this going to be where it's going well that's the thing and this is i I think to me a personal detail and one that's not necessarily relevant in the extremely early stages of a potential relationship right and why should i have to explain okay that after you know discussion and soul searching and all this other bullshit that my wife and I have agreed upon a situation where seeing other people, um, it's so long as certain rules and stipulations are followed, seeing mm-hmm. other people is okay. Right. Respecting the boundaries and dynamics that you guys have set for you. Yeah, I mean, right. that's that's not necessarily a, a, basically like a stranger's business. Like, if I feel comfortable with somebody enough to volunteer this, maybe I will. But am I obligated to do it? You know? If if both parties on your side are okay with it, then it's not going to affect the situation anyway. So, you know, but I I, I had a situation last year where there was a a girl, and, like, we were getting along just fine. And, um, you know, she'd wanted me to come and, like, spend the night. Like, you know, not, like, in a metaphoric sense like literally mm-hmm. spend the night at her place and it's like i, I can't mm-hmm. and she's well why i said well you know I've, I've got a wife to go home to right she lost her fucking shit <laughs> and i was like look like this whole thing was casual i never made any claims that it was going anywhere serious like this is like basically like a friends with benefits kind of situation right and i'm just telling you why I can't spend the night. I, it doesn't really change anything about the time we have spent together. Mm-hmm. I guess all of that story to say this, you know, just to repeat ourselves, that shit's confusing at times. Absolutely. And and we as a people think, or I think, that we should be more direct, be more straightforward and honest with what's going on because it's this Miranding, you know, Assuming that what another person is saying is what you already know, in my opinion, is just wrong. Yeah, maybe we should just get more in the habit instead of assuming that we understand what the person's saying. Just fucking clarify a little bit. Oh, and look, not I've just... got a new girlfriend. Okay, so what does girlfriend mean to you? Just so I understand. Yeah, and you know? I don't know. I, I, I don't think it sounds awkward. I don't think it feels awkward. I mean, if I think at the end of the day, people like talking about themselves. Mm-hmm. We sure as fuck do. We're yep. doing it right now. <laughs> Um, to give somebody an opportunity to like expand on it, I think it, it's it's not challenging them in a bad way. It's just sort of saying, "Look, I'm legitimately interested in hearing your story and understanding where you're coming from." Mm-hmm. It's essentially saying, "Please tell me more." But and I, you know what? I in in that sense, I think a lot of people want to do that, but they don't want to make the other fir- person feel awkward. What you mean, like the the person who? Um, would be in the position of like explaining the relationship you mean? Yeah. They don't because they don't want to put the other person in a position where they feel awkward. No. And I get that because I mean, as much as we like to talk about ourselves, we assume that nobody else wants to hear it a lot of the time. Right. So we sort of give people what we determine to be enough information. Mm -hmm. Until they ask for more. Right. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe, you know, at least with the people that, that know us and like us, maybe we should just give ourselves permission to say a little bit more sometimes. To all three of them? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I can wave to you with three fingers up. Okay, but back back to the question, right. like, originally on, on that post in the in the group. You know, can a, can a woman have, like, an extramarital... Or can a person. Oh, yeah, just... yeah. Can a, can a person have an extramarital... Or, I don't even like to say marital. Can a, can a person who is in a relationship with another person have... A relationship outside of that and, and still, still come back to the original with love yeah it, it was actually interesting to me that most people's response was no right i think that you and i were in the minority mm-hmm. where we thought yes right just because i have sex with somebody else it doesn't mean i love the person that i love any less i don't think they have to be mutually involved 
No, and and, and I th- I'll take it a step further. I mean, just because you have feelings for a person outside of your primary relationship, those feelings don't devalue the feelings you have for your primary uh, partner. Right. I mean, it ju- just as there are different uh, orientations as far as, you know, okay, like guy likes girl or guy likes guy or girl likes girl or however you want to break it down. We've become very understanding of the fact that there is a mosaic of sexual orientations. Right. I think that... That should just be categorized as human loves human. Sorry, yeah, I put that and, and not all of us are naturally predisposed to this idea of monogamy whether it be in a physical or an emotional or in, in in both senses well well let's qualify that just for a second because there is there are different levels of monogamy there's physical monogamy emotional monogamy on and on there's right. a list of this no and like i i would say like if i'm going to draw from my own example and um i, I don't know if i'm going to land myself in some hot water with going public with this but i guess i'm in now so fuck it <laughs> Honey, you know I love you, and uh, sorry if this embarrasses you. <laughs> but in 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 my relationship, my primary relationship with my with my wife, um, and we are like actually like officially married. We've got the piece of paper from the government. We've mm-hmm. made the the commitment. Blah blah blah. And you're very much in love. I've seen you oh, together. Sure. Yeah. And that being said, like we value emotional monogamy. Not mm-hmm. so much physical monogamy, right? You know, and it's not that feelings on some level don't develop outside of the marriage, right? That being said, um, we do put the brakes on if feelings look like they might get serious outside of the marriage, right? You know, it's all supposed to be just sort of casual and fun because the reality is, I mean, like not just in a physical sense, also an emotional sense. There, even just in a casual sort of platonic sense, it's unrealistic from my perspective for two people to completely fulfill each other all across the board, mm-hmm. you know? And what we've done is we've made allowances so that we can each get what we need. We can be uh, fulfilled people without right. really having to put all of the pressure on each other. It's, just, it's, it's not fair. And, and, and as an outside observer... The connectiveness that you that I see in you two when you're together, because you're allowed each other to have that out experience to bring different attachments to each other only. Yeah. That the relationship you guys have honestly has me in awe. I I thoroughly watch love watching you guys together. It is just absolutely something to see. <laughs> no, I, I I love being with her. Like yeah. I I think if anything. The, the way we do things has made the the bond stronger. There's definitely more respect. There's more uh, open and honest communication. And mm-hmm. we can weather the storms a little bit more effectively because, you know, like we, we're not dealing with this big pool of resentment underneath the uh, underneath the surface that, that, that comes out of us both feeling unfulfilled or unsatisfied or whatever. Right. I mean, at, at the end of the day, you know, as far as like, and, and, and I think with any any couple this is something that would be really good to try to put into practice yeah is -hmm. the idea that each of us is in control of our own sex life we are not in control of our partners Mm -hmm. and when you come to terms with that and you put the jealous and petty bullshit aside it is amazing how good things can get right Mm -hmm. and and unfortunately it's it's in my experience, the jealousy that put, that tears most dynamics apart. Yeah. Yeah. And and once you can put that to bed and understand that you're loved for you, then a lot of that jealousy doesn't exist because it's pure directed towards you for whatever part you agree that is monogamous kind of scenario. Yeah. I, I guess we, whether or not we put a fence around the relationship, I guess we all... You all eventually have to walk outside the gate of that fence to explore the rest of the world. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, I, it's it's sort of weird because I mean we when we're dealing with our platonic relationships, it mm-hmm. it just it wouldn't occur to us to demand that level of loyalty from one of our friends, right? It's like mm-hmm. I I can be friends with you, mm-hmm. but I'm not any less friends with you because I'm friends with 
somebody else. Right. Like, you're not going to feel threatened to say, well, holy shit, man. Like, you said you were my friend. And what are you doing going and having coffee with Dustin? Yeah. Right? And we, we, we get that on a platonic level. But for some reason, when, like, there's sex involved or, like, romantic emotions involved or, like, some sort of, I don't know, I, I guess, non, non-platonic commitment involved, then it just it doesn't occur to us to allow each other that freedom. I'm, I'm going to back you up just for a second there because it's not always 100% accepted on a platonic level. There have been times from me to you okay. where I've had expectations because of the length of time that we've had a friendship uh-huh. that I've had expectations on you because I know you and I, and we've developed a certain kind of intimacy you know, not 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 a a physical attraction or any kind of sexual shit. Just there is a level of int- intimacy when you've been friends with somebody for fifteen years. Well, I guess we know about all of these skeletons in each other's closets, right? And there are certain things that I expect from you, and I don't think somebody who's only been your friend a year, let's say, deserves the same kind of loyalty that I deserve. You know, just like I if if. I'm showing loyalty to somebody that I've only been friends with for like six or seven months right. that I show to you. I feel guilty as shit. I feel like a piece of crap. Not because like I'm, I'm homo with you or anything or, or we're in a relationship or Tell whatever the, the scenario is. It's because I've developed a certain rapport with you. And because I have those expectations of you, I feel guilty when I even think about going in that kind of a format. Okay, like. You know what? In, in, in everything you're saying right now, it just goes to show even more. Like, even something as simple as friendship is complicated as fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a complex and, uh, form of dynamics in there. Absolutely. Well, this topic is turning out to be more of a clusterfuck than I originally <laughs> anticipated. Oh, yeah. There, there's lots of bunny trails we can go down that we can probably turn into more episodes later on for everybody. Yeah. Maybe. So, I don't know, like, I guess it'd be sort of interesting to, to hear to hear back from some of our listeners, you know, if you want mm-hmm. to drop us an email or whatever, or a message on Facebook or whatever the fuck you're comfortable with. Make we a comment on our Patreon page or whatever. Yeah, we, yeah. Don't, we don't really give a shit. Just, you know, if you want to tell us a little bit about, like, what your relationship dynamic is, like, how do you define things, what is and isn't okay for you guys. Or what you think that we've said that's, that's wrong. Yeah. In your opinion, for you. We'll talk about that. We won't name any names unless you want us to. We'll just assume that you want to remain anonymous unless you specify otherwise. Right. If you it, want to hear us say your name on the radio, sure. That's no problem. We can do that. Yeah, but we don't want to. We don't want to out anybody. I, right. I guess. Yeah, we don't want to. We don't want to completely control the conversation. We definitely want to interact with you guys. So, mm-hmm. and we can only guess where everybody else is at. Oh, the dynamics are infinite. I think. Yeah. I, at the end of the day, I, I think what it what it comes down to is if you're dealing with any number of individuals that are involved in any kind of relationship, so long as consent is involved, mm-hmm. who fucking cares? And clear consent. Yeah. Not assumed consent. Well, and, and the other thing is to consent based on the fact that you have a an honest understanding of what's going on, not like Hood not winking. because you roofied her and she said, oh, yes, oh, yes, that's not consent. Yeah, and like <laughs> I think, well, you can emotionally roofie somebody, too, by lying to them. Yep. You know, well, this is, I'm agreeing to things based on what you've told me, but if you're a fucking lying piece of shit, then uh, maybe I wouldn't have otherwise agreed. So, right. open, honest consent. And again, there's another dynamic situation that happens in a relationship when a guy or girl, the partner, does lie about it and they do cheat. Nine times out of ten, had they just been honest, something would have been found anyways. Yeah. You don't have to lie about it. Not today. It may not be the 60s, but it's pretty free out there. Well, it's the thing. It was one of those things, that the comments that came up on that on that thread and somebody saying, well, no, if you're having sex outside of your primary relationship, then that's necessarily cheating. Like That's not the case. I think if somebody is lying to their partner, mm-hmm. I think that betrayal is... That's cheating. It, that's, that's cheating. If you... If you feel like you need to lie about it, you feel like you need to sneak around with Mm -hmm. it, you know you're fucking cheating. You know you're doing something wrong. (laughs) Right. And if you know you can be honest about it, if you know you don't have to sneak around, well, then it's nobody else's fucking business like what you're doing, like outside of your relationships. You know, Mm -hmm. like if somebody's going to sit back and then look at a situation and say, well, that doesn't work for me, so it's a problem. That's... 
I think, kind of a shitty perspective. I think the only perspective that's fair is like saying, okay, well, that doesn't work for me. I wouldn't be comfortable doing that and leave it at that. Mm-hmm. We're, we're all like, you know, we're all entitled to our own comfort level. It, yeah. it doesn't have to be fucking justified. Move on because it's the law, again, the law of averages, just like sales. The more people you approach, eventually you're going to get a yes. <laughs> <laughs> I base my entire sex life on that. <laughs> And that's why you're here every Tuesday and Thursday. Please, yes. Please, yes. Please, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking dick. And there's a new dynamic. (laughs) Please, yes. That's the new dynamic. Okay, so we covered, I think, the labels. We covered the fact that, like, you know, whatever flavor your relationship takes, who gives a fuck. Right. And we've hit on a certain number of different dynamics that can come into a situation. Yeah, we don't need to, like, belabor the point by trying to identify every different kind. Right. Um, is there anything else you wanted to touch on for this? Um, no, I think for this one, we, we pretty much hit it with a head. Okay. Yeah, fantastic. Wants to make a per-episode donation? Visit www.patreon.com slash missionarypod. Okay, so we haven't uh, really touched on listener feedback, I think, since episode two. That's probably long overdue. Right. Um, the reason I'm jumping into it now is because we got a message on our Patreon page from Enema Man. And he said, All right, sorry guys, but this is far enough along that it's time for some critique. Enough spending entire episodes being pissed at people for being offended. We get it. The new episode is starting to move in the right direction. Read news stories, comment, repeat. Don't dwell for 35 minutes on one story. Just make some points and move on. This has potential, but has been a bit repetitive before this episode. Still love watching the show grow, though. You are getting better. Keep it up. And every time I look at you, Tony, I have no problem keeping it up. (laughs) (laughs) And you. So, um, I want to, I want to go ahead and thank Enema Man for the feedback. Because, I mean, while I don't necessarily agree with everything he's said, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to take away his perspective because... he's definitely entitled to his opinion. Absolutely. 120%. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, we... Like Jason stated before, I mean, we don't script things. We try to keep the conversations as organic as possible. Mm -hmm. And um, not every episode is going to follow the exact same format. We try to keep things very fluid. Uh, Part of that is because we're still trying to figure out, you know, exactly how to do a podcast. Right. And we'd like to think that each episode has been better than the one before it. Mm -hmm. We're trying to keep growing and developing and improving on our skills and also continue to improve the quality of the show and the content that we bring you guys. Yep. And, and with it being an organic based conversation, some topics are going to be seven minutes. Some topics are going to be 40. It depends what, how interested we are in the topic. Yeah. You know, we're trying to include people in our conversations, not necessarily be a stereotypical podcast. No, I, I think there's enough shows that are following a certain formula where we don't need to throw our hat in the ring and do it again. I mean, I, I, I would agree that I think some of the better conversations we've had have been ones where we have had um, some material to base things off of. Like, you know, we're working off of an article or a news story or, or a list something of, we saw on Facebook, right? Yeah. Um, those conversations are easier to have. They're easier to keep on topic. I, that being said, I don't want to limit us to that. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as covering news stories, making a couple comments, moving on, we're not a news show. That was never our intention. I mean, mm-hmm. if you, if you like that kind of format, I'm not going to tell you to fuck off, but I'm going to tell you that, you know, Cognitive Dissonance, they do that show. Yep, and they are fantastic. They're fucking awesome. Tom and Cecil, we love you guys. Yep, absolutely. But we're not trying to be you guys. Right. We are trying to be the best representation of ourselves that we can be. Mm -hmm. And we're we're genuinely trying to share who we are with you, not through scripts, through genuine, through genuine conversation, emotion, and feelings. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah. 
and we love you guys. We love doing this for you, and we hope you get about as much out of it as we put into it. Yeah, and like one of those things, like you know, he, he had said that you know we tend to be a, a, a little bit repetitive. Mm-hmm. Um, part of that is that we are um, intentionally trying to reiterate certain themes throughout the the course of this show. And part of that is that we are old and sometimes we forget what we've talked about before. <laughs> and when you get to be our age, we do repeat ourselves. Um, yep. When we catch ourselves doing it for the latter reason, we do try to remove shit like that and edit. Mm-hmm. Sometimes just because of the nature of audio editing, there's pieces that I would like to pull out where they're just, it, it's not, practical to do that without interfering with the flow of a conversation in those cases it's a case of we'll talk about it after we've recorded make a pact to try to be better next time mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> and move on but i mean the, the 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 first part of it like saying where we're trying to like intentionally uh, reiterate certain points um i think it all ties into like what our goal for the the show was we didn't want to be another cognitive dissonance right we didn't want to be scathing atheists. No, and we we just wanted to be us, mm-hmm. and and figure out how to do things our way. Labelless, right? Um, the other part is, I mean, there were certain goals that we had in mind. I mean, mm-hmm. we wanted to communicate our reasons for having a problem with political correctness from right. a variety of angles, mm-hmm. because it's a conversation that it must be approached from a, a number of angles or you just can't get it. And and we wanted to have genuine conversation without hangups too. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, is like a, a lot of the topics that we choose for conversation are, are things that either people don't normally talk about because it's just outside of the realm of typical everyday conversation, or we want to have conversations about the things that we're not supposed to talk about. And um, one one of the things that NMM man had said, I, I can't remember how he worded it. Maybe if you if you had it to bring up about um, getting pissed at people for, um, yeah, enough spending the entire episodes being pissed at people for being offended. <laughs> okay, if if that's what's coming across, then I do apologize. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're not pissed at people for being offended. Right. We just want people to own it. If they're offended, we want them to realize it and own it. It's not good, bad, or indifferent. It's just there own it yeah i guess that's what we've been trying to what we wanted to communicate is that ultimately if you are offended that's a you problem not a me problem right and we don't hate anybody because they get offended (laughs) no (laughs) well the 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 truth is is that it's one of those like weird things where it's really difficult to avoid a double standard because i get offended by shit all the fucking time and i try to make it the other person's problem <laughs> and i've constantly got yes catch you it. do <laughs> well you know I, I think i caught myself at the beginning of episode nine i, mean, I was starting to take offense to something that and, and then i realized that, like i can't put this on the person who is quote unquote offending me right um i know that I personally come off as being very intense. I'm a tightly wound person. I'm very highly strung. Mm -hmm. And when I get rubbed the wrong way, I tend to start getting a little ranty. And uh, Jason isn't always able to put the brakes on me effectively. There's a lot of times where I know he's going to start waving his hands and trying to, like, communicate to me to, like, slow down, shut the fuck up, whatever the case (laughs) may be. I will intentionally not look at him while I'm speaking into the microphone, because I don't want somebody to stop me. Right. I, I, I want to like just roll with it. And once in a while, I find it hilarious, so I just sit back and let you go. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> put you in the go-kart, push you down the hill. <laughs> I love being an antagonist. Okay, so um, thanks, Enema Man, for, for that little bit of feedback. Absolutely. And, and it did hit home, and you know it allows us to be a little bit more conscious of what we're doing, too. So sure. thank you so much for that. Okay, I had, um, again, because it's been quite a while since we've done any listener feedback, I, I had some interesting comments going back to, uh, was it episode two, The Pudding Guy? Episode three. Episode three, The Pudding Guy, where we were talking about <laughs> uh, people that had sexual m- misconduct in their past. 
and how um, basically we should, if the people have like turned over a new leaf and tried to like be better people and they put in the effort, yada, 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 we should. And is it relevant 30 years later? Yeah, like we should let them move on. I mean, right. I, I don't want to like completely give it away. If you're interested in what that conversation was all about, go back and fucking check out that episode. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But um, the, the feedback I had was from Allison, and what she was saying was that she mostly agreed with our, our, our points there, but what she had said was that, like, from a woman's perspective, she thought that if you're dealing with somebody who's in a position of authority or power, whether it be somebody in politics or an employer or something like that, that their past mid- misconduct definitely would affect the comfort level of a woman who was, like, subject to the authority of a person that had that kind of a skeleton in their closet and that people in the public eye for the same reason that people in uh, politics, um, they they should be held to a different standard because their, um, their past uh, conduct certainly would impact the, the comfort level of certain people. Right. So I, I thought that was, an interesting take. I, I neither agree mm-hmm. nor disagree. It just, right. it, it, it was. Mm-hmm. Yep. It, fantastic. Fantastic viewpoint. And, and great feedback for those of us who are not female and, and can't understand that. Yeah. yeah. It, well, I mean like us being males, I mean, why the fuck would we think about it? Well, we can, we can try to imagine, but I mean, ultimately well, we, we can don't empathize, but realistically we can't realize. Yeah. Yeah. We had shit tons of feedback over uh, episode eight, don't claw my cowl, the superheroes mm-hmm. episode. Yep. Do you want to share some of the the ones you got? Um, I got um, that was very insightful. It was a breath of fresh air to hear two guys sharing intimate feelings like that without any kind of of sheltering and and it was just appreciated that something like that would actually be put out there. That's one of the things I heard. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, what 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 I got a lot of was and, I, and I'm sorry you guys and girls for not mentioning your names. It's just the the flood of feedback we had on that particular episode was unprecedented. It was right. our most downloaded episode to date by a fairly sizable margin and, and we also didn't get permission, so I'm not going to say anybody's name without them saying it's okay to. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, a, a lot of what kept coming up is like people saying, you know, it was so cool like getting to know you guys a little bit through your choices of, of superheroes got us to thinking about like uh, which superheroes we like and why and a mm-hmm. lot of people having conversations with friends and family and it just it, it seemed like it was an episode that that sparked a lot of conversations for a lot of people and allowed them to sort of get in touch with things about themselves that maybe they hadn't considered previously so right. I, I, I found that just really humbling in a sense that we had had that much of an impact on such a huge number of people yeah that was fantastic and you know just to put it out there if there's something that we didn't touch on that you want to know about us and and want us to do a segment or an episode on it let us know oh sure you know, send us an email and say hey you know i'd like to hear about blah 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 yeah we'll put it right out there and you know there are honestly some there is one major topic i personally won't talk about but pretty much anything else is right there i'll put it there yeah, that that's fair. I feel yeah, the same. Absolutely. Way. Um, and the, the the last area where we got a lot of feedback from a lot of different people is people asking, "What is the deal with episode one?" <laughs> <laughs> because anybody who's looked us up on iTunes, Stitcher, or even like for direct download through our Spreaker page, has noticed that the first episode that's available is episode two. Um. Mm-hmm. Episode one, uh, we made the decision a while back (laughs) for our own reasons to remove that from the regular rotation. It's something that probably will be available in the future to our patrons. But uh, for for right now, yeah, that episode is not... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not yeah. available well and it was our first episode and it was our dry run and it was just us giving everything yeah so you know if you want to get to know us more later on then it's something you can look at and we are in the process of building up a catalog for our 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 patreon subscribers correct okay this is one one quick announcement before we move on is that uh since 
since the infamous episode one, <laughs> our 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 schedule has been that every second Friday we release a new episode. Right. Uh, what we've decided to do is just again for our own reasons. I want to bore you with the details. Uh, we're going to switch that to every second Sunday instead. So those of you who are used to downloading the episode on Friday. Um, get used to something different. It's going to be Sundays from now on. Every second Sunday. And um, a, a, as usual, we'll notify, notify you a couple days before the release on our Facebook page. And our soon-to-come webpage. Yeah, uh, we, we do have a domain name. We just haven't built a website to go with it yet. So, right. I mean, for those of you who want to be proactive you can start setting up your bookmarks now it's going to be www.missionarypod.com yep 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 and we're going to come up with a whole bunch of new stuff and fun things to do and things to check out and yeah it's gonna be awesome so i was, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine the other day and uh, I don't know it started off one of those things where you got like two guys like sitting around shooting the shit and you know inevitably we start bitching about some friend we have or some relationship we've had or maybe even bitching about our own wives not that I would ever do that (laughs) but um just just talking in general about how like sometimes it could be a, a, a bit of the bit of a pain in the ass trying to like figure out like how to navigate your way through life when you're dealing with like so many fucked up people and the the insight he'd given me was that he's like you know people become a lot easier when you realize that everybody's broken just mm-hmm. each in their own way and it, it really got me to thinking about myself, as I often do, <laughs> <laughs> and, and and thinking about like the, the the challenges that maybe I present to the, the the people with whom I interact, just because of the ways in which I'm broken. And you realize that like when you're sort of like broken yourself then it makes it a lot easier to try to be, I guess, empathetic to like the people that you're interacting with rather than thinking, Oh, you're all fucked up. It's just a case of, well, yeah, we're all like, I guess not, not necessarily fucked up, but we're all like just unique mixes of issues. Right. But does that necessarily mean that we're broken just because your perspective on things and how you were brought up is different than mine doesn't necessarily mean we're broken. No, and like you pointed out to me, like as we were like sort of like kicking this around earlier, and you told me that like you know, um, you're not broken, you're just you. Right. So like, as long as you're being you, you're just fine. I mean, maybe you're not good at being somebody else, mm-hmm. but you're just fine being you. And I, I think that's, I don't know, it was. It was kind of a, a a weird thing for me to try to ab- absorb, but I mean, like what I've been like coming to terms with, and, and not just because of what you said, but certainly like your comment pushed me over the tipping point. Was that my whole life I've sort of like gone through things, and it just like you know I I, I hit these difficult situations, and it's like you know like I ask myself all the time, like what what the fuck is wrong with me? You know why isn't this working for me why isn't this easy for me why can't i understand why does this conflict happen what is my laundry list yeah and it's like i spend so much of my life beating the shit out of myself for things that are just part of my nature and and i realized that um these things that are like quote unquote broken about me these are just things about me and i actually have finally come to the point in life I don't want to fix these things because I don't want to change me because I actually like me. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I, I guess I, I don't know how much conversation there is to be had here. I just I, I felt like I wanted to put it out there to like everybody who might be listening that, you know what? Like, I, I don't like to get all sappy and fucking mushy and all this other bullshit. But each and every one of you is amazing in your own way. And 
don't let anybody fucking take that from you. Right. Don't let anybody convince you you're broken. Because a broken is a perspective from an outside source. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you are who you are and we all have our issues to deal with. But that doesn't mean you're broken. That means you're unique. And anything, if you want it bad enough in life, can be had. Don't let anybody convince you that that shit can't be had. That's so not correct. That is so beneath anybody else. You are valuable and you are afforded the opportunity by life to keep correcting yourself and making the adjustments and being the best possible you you can be. Don't try to be anybody else. Try to be you because you are unique. You are amazing and you are the one that counts. One other thing I'd like to do is, um, I haven't done it much in the past because we haven't had many people do it, but we've had a few this week. And I'd like to say hello to Crystal Marie for liking the Missionary Position podcast. And we have Cam Rule and Cheryl Moores and Matt Lund again liking our stuff. Thank you very much. Rue Pereria? <laughs> If I said that wrong, I thoroughly apologize, but that is a hard name. All liking our Missionary Position podcast page. And one special hello and welcome to Ted Wallerstead for being a follower on Spreaker. Yeah, fucking right. Welcome, Ted. Hello, everybody, and thank you very much for liking the Missionary Position. Okay, well, I think that's going to just about do it for this episode, and we will see you in two weeks thank you and love y'all thank you for listening this is and always will be a politically incorrect version of the missionary position podcast mission studios the missionary position podcast their employees or its entertainers are in no way culpable for anyone being butthurt slighted or in any way offended if you as a human being cannot accept that something may sound like a close resemblance to your situation and not be totally about you in your little remnants of an existence, that is your issue. And again, not the responsibility of the studio, podcast, employees, or its presenters. Send your opinions, hate mail, boob pics, full nudes, ideas, or questions in the form of an email to missionarypod at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at missionarypod and like us on Facebook at Missionary Position Podcast. If you are so inclined to help this broadcast get better, or just wish to help out, our Patreon account is patreon.com slash missionarypod. 